0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, let's move on. Uh, It's been a long time since we've talked about something other than COVID nineteen, and we might we we might remember some of the issues we were talking about prior to uh, all of this pandemic, uh, including North Korea. Uh, Apparently, North Korea has bombed an inter Korean liaison office. That's a place, uh, an office uh, for both North and South Korea, right on the border. Uh, what is this all about? Is it grandstanding? Is it domestic politics? Let's bring in uh, bring in Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University. Elliot, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well.
1: I am Scott, and uh, nice to hear your voice and and uh, also your family.
0: Yeah, they're here. The dog. <laughs> And everybody else, that's right. So it's been a while since we've heard anything brewing uh, between North and South Korea, and and particularly uh, with Kim Jong-un. Why this latest? uh, Was this a bombing or was this a demolition?
1: Well, I think let's start at the very top with your comment, which is you've put your finger maybe on exactly why we have a current crisis. It has been a while since we've heard from them. Uh, This is a way, once again to remind the world that they cannot be ignored. Kim Jong-un has, has um, uh, a standard operating procedure, and we can go into some of the details on it, uh, this particular action, and because this particular action is what's in the news. But if you stand back from it, what we have here is, here we go again. Uh, this is North Korea's very distinctive way of saying, why don't you give us some aid? Why? Why don't you pay us to back off? We have a long-standing pattern of North Korea insisting they cannot be ignored, insisting that if the world does ignore them, there'll be a cost, creating a crisis, building up to a brink, then backing off, saying, "Well, uh, why don't we have some kind of de-escalation, which involves sending financial resources to the regime?" And I think we're into that cycle. Uh, when you back up from what we're currently uh, uh, seeing in the news, but so with, they're uh, making with... so
0: they're making some noise in order to get some attention and hopefully some aid. Why is this happening now, and okay. has COVID nineteen affected them in any way?
1: Okay, well, two different questions. Why is it happening now? Um, I think you know there's there's a lot of different ways of coming at this, and, and the first thing we have to say is everything we say about North Korea is speculation. We have very limited hard news that can lead to any uh, any intel-based uh, conclusions or analysis. So uh, I can I'll be glad to speculate with you. Why it's happening now is there was an immediate situation of defectors from the north who have formed groups in the past and they, they're organized in South Korea, and they do something really startling. They they have giant balloons which they loft up into the air, which drift over the DMZ and then land randomly around North Korea. And what do they have in there? They've got K-pop, wildly Mm. popular K-pop music. They've got K-pop serials, that is Korean serials, which, by the way, I also watch and enjoy. And they also have uh, leaflets saying, look how good things are in the South and look how bad things are for you. So this is an immediate provocation which was seized upon by the North Koreans as saying, you didn't stop them, we told you to stop them, it was part of it, our, our agreement, but now that, uh, that they're doing this, they, they call them human scum, that's their standard phrase for uh, the defectors, now these human scums are... So that's the immediate trigger, and what has happened uh, was actually, uh, to answer your other question, it was a demolition. Uh, what, was, what happened there is there's been a... Um, clearly inside North Korea, but it's not been widely enough noticed, inside a a Kaesong industrial development area, a free free trade zone, that South Korea in the past has helped establish in North Korea to help cement relations, and they move a lot of South Korean companies up there. They employ over 50,000 North Koreans, and that has been shut down already, Uh, That was part of earlier peace initiative from the south to the north. And that uh, building was inside that zone, which was the de facto embassy uh, where the two sides could meet and talk when times were good. South Korea wants times to be good. North Korea literally just blew that up. Uh, So did uh, South Korea have any idea they were going to do this? Yes, because uh, the and this is part of the speculation Uh, The sister of the dear leader, Kim Jong-un, her name is uh, Kim Yo-jong, Yo-jong Kim, we would say, Uh, putting it in our our way of of putting words, uh, names, formal names. She has been a rising star. She was the one who, and this is part of my message today, is what also got blown up was the off-ramp for tensions between North Korea and the U.S. and the West. Uh, She was the one who helped lead the delegation uh, to the uh, Olympics. You might remember, I think you and I discussed it at the time. The crisis was really building. I was really concerned there was going to be a war between North Korea and the U.S. because the rhetoric was uh, so high and the tensions were so high and accidental mishaps could have led to a war and so forth. But then the peace initiative came from North Korea to say, let's, Let's send a group to the South, and she led that group. She yeah. led the, the uh, opening. She was the face of let's be cooperative. And one of the speculations is that she's now been given more and more titles and more and more prominence. Part of the speculation is in order to cement her position within the uh, North Korean uh, opaque hierarchy, that is, we know her titles, but she's got to have military-type credentials she has said in the recent past, we are going to blow this building up, and it's, that's what happened. So she's now playing tough cop as well as good cop.
0: Uh, you know, you talked about them being upset because people were floating propaganda balloons over the border, and uh, now they're blown up in a liaison office. Do, does the North, and, or sorry, the South and everybody else just roll their eyes at this? Like, it just they, seems no more bizarre. Roll their
1: eyes. They're on military alert. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep in mind, the current government of South Korea has been the path to any kind of de-escalation for the world, for us, uh, in, in past crises. The sunshine policy, or the sunshine policy 2, which is a be, be nice to the North policy uh, by the current uh, government, uh, President Moon. He just got reelected with, he's got a super majority now, and he did that on the basis of the fact that he was leading to a more peaceful way of dealing with the yeah. North. And now uh, he has been given a direct slap in the face by this. And as I was saying, one of the takeaways to me is that an escape valve has now been closed off for global tensions. When, uh, when tensions built up high, South Korea was the way off. And uh, now that's, that's being put under uh, great threat.
0: Has Kim Jong-un missed his moment here? um, We remember all the stuff with Donald Trump. And first it was uh, aggressiveness. Then it turned into a summit. um, And like you said, the, the, the actions during the Olympics and such... Uh, and, and also, as you mentioned, South Korea, and North Korea looked like they had uh, a, a new relationship and, and a reset there. And all of that seems to have disappeared. I mean, has Kim Jong-un missed the moment? Because what you're describing to me is whenever they need something, they just start blowing stuff up until they get people's attention and they give them something to settle them down.
1: Yes, I was. That's that's a very short synopsis of their standing mm, yeah. operating procedure, and it's accurate enough. So. Has he missed his moment? What he is missing is the sanctions relief that he was seeking by having that opening with Donald Trump. He went to, he, you know, this was an extraordinary two, or th- two and a half summits that they had. Yeah. Uh, and it looked as if really somehow we were into a whole new era. But from North Korea's view, uh, the, what was missed was the opportunity to get sanctions relief and therefore a more thriving economy therefore delivering more for the domestic audience, although that's uh, of less concern for him than others, but he still is a leader of a country that has to deliver something. So he did not get the financial rewards of the opening as he sees it, and this is a response.
0: Uh, we were talking about COVID-19. Did it affect North Korea at all? How how could it yes. if nobody gets to come or go? Uh,
1: this is um, um, opens up a subject for me which I think – Thank you for asking. What this does is show a few things. One is, remember, we not long ago thought that maybe Kim Jong-un was sick. Right. And maybe dying. And who knows what it was. It turns out he was just hunkering down in a a resort, so he didn't get COVID-19. And he has said, so far, there are zero cases, zero cases they've announced, and they indeed have taken great steps. They actually closed their border with China which is a big deal because China at that point was raging with uh, COVID-19. But what hasn't been talked about at all is that, and, and this is something, again, I'm, I'm pleased to get a chance to talk about, is South, North Korea really has a vast network of, of gulag you know, prisoners, uh, maybe up mm-hmm. to half a million more or more of their own citizens out of 25 million, are in some kind of prison camp. And those are terrible, filthy, crowded starving places. Now, the advantage of them is, uh, from COVID-19 view, is they're totally isolated. But if COVID-19 gets into those prisons, into their gulag, then there's going to be a humanitarian catastrophe, which the world may not even hear about. But at the moment, what we can see on the surface is that uh, drastic steps were taken, and that COVID-19 is not so far being uh, uh, spread around uh, the north korean uh, cities and countryside but of course we don't know because it's it's the whole country is sealed off
0: uh what about donald trump's response to all of this this would be a good distraction for him right about now wouldn't it
1: well he's got other things on his plate right now uh uh, we don't know i'm sure uh, pompeo will make some strong statements and and uh i don't see this as a there's always a possibility of two things. One is that Donald Trump will see this as an option to renew his, his peace offensive and go to the, you know, this is a far-fetched plan. But he could, to answer your question, say, let's, let's resume our summits. Uh, but, of course, those went nowhere because Donald Trump said you have to denuclearize, and Kim Jong-un is never going to denuclearize. He's never going to give up his ace in the hole, and that's where the impasse uh, uh, led to the breakdown of the talks. The other possibility is that we could ramp up another foreign menace for Donald Trump to distract attention. That is, let's, let's not just focus on China. Let's, okay, now North Korea will have to build up tensions. I don't know if that's going to happen. But uh, since the word China has now been introduced, I think we should probably focus on that because China, of course, is the key to everything in regard to North Korea. They are the only Life support that China, and Russia has a bit of help in there but but by and large, China is the sustaining force for the North Korean regime as a regime, and they so far have said, we will not let that regime collapse. Uh, we are going to sustain that regime. Uh, they like a buffer state there they like the neighbors uneasy, but they 've never really liked this young man, and they don 't really like having a nuclear power on their borders that 's you know an unstable border. China now has a situation where North Korea is once again creating an international crisis. The next step for them may well be North Korea moving troops into the DMZ, and that would be a big escalation. And that would force China to now have a situation on their borders of North Korea suddenly coming uh, alive as a a new threat, a new area they have to look at. Hong Kong, you and I have talked about, but also uh, the South China Seas, where they're Uh, patrolling and aggressively, but also there's now been a major incident on the China-India border. uh, Yes. What can you tell us about, I I have that written down. What can you tell us about that? Well, uh, unfortunately too much (laughs) to cover right now. Well, we, because this is my, this is, you know, I'm an Asian studies guy. So in 1962, China rolled troops into what India thought was, was its territory after india did some aggressive probing on what they thought they were uh, their borders they were taking control of their borders after colonialism and china said no this is our territory they rolled in troops they ignominiously defeated the indian army in this area this is ladakh where this where this current situation is earlier there was not long ago there in another area around sikkim and the doklam peninsula they've also had standoffs so there's been long-standing disputes between India and China going back a very long way, and the two sides have basically agreed, we are going to contest, but we're not going to fight. That is, we're not going to lead to a military confrontation. So they send unarmed troops, uh, and then they sometimes throw rocks at each other, and they actually bump into each other physically. But in this case, a a firefight has broken out, and I just saw the number now has gone up. Twenty Indian troops have been killed, in what India declares to be unambiguously their territory. So China is now further militarily escalating its border dispute with India at at the same time that North Korea has suddenly come back alive as an international dispute with uh, grave military implications.
0: You're listening to The Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. So China is taking advantage of what is happening in the rest of the world as a distraction while they slowly do this. Uh, well, are you as concerned for South Korea
1: as you are Hong Kong? I'm concerned for South Korea because the unpredictability of the situation can lead to miscalculation. The possibility that North Korea will overplay its hand and force North Co- South Korea to actually you know, move militarily, this time, unlike previous times, keeping in mind North Korea has actually killed South Koreans in a, several different incidents over time, over previous incidents like, like with crises we're in now. If they do that again, it's going to be very difficult for the South Koreans to restrain themselves from responding more forcefully than they have it in the past. And this at a time when the U.S., um, the U.S. says it's committed to South Korea, but is showing all kinds of signs to not being committed to any of its allies and certainly not being as strongly committed to South Korea as in the past. So I'm sure
0: North Korea, uh, China doesn't mind when North Korea starts being aggressive towards uh, South Korea. How much would China have known about this demolition or bombing?
1: Well, the, it, it, it seems to be a demolition. The uh, the Chinese may, may not have known it was coming, although they undoubtedly monitor it more closely than, and have more knowledge, factual knowledge, than the rest of us about what's going on. I think they likely are seeing this as, I described it, standard operating procedure. Here they go again. They're probably not too worried about it as long as it doesn't escalate. But if it escalates, then it becomes a potential headache for China and one that they will have to get involved in one way or another. So for you, this is more about China expanding
0: its boundary and its influence than it is on these individual countries.
1: Well, it's to China's advantage to push America out of, out of Asia. And if North Korea's activities and Donald Trump's proclivities lead to a diminution of support for South Korea, and we know that they've already pulled troops out of Guam, the heavy bombers out of Guam, They've uh, made noises about pulling troops out of South Korea. There's substantial numbers of American troops all over South Korea. So I don't think this is a, chi- a Chinese-initiated activity, but it's one they have to monitor very carefully. So far, they probably don't object to it much because they think it's normal. But if it escalates to the point where it might lead to an actual conflict between South Korea, more of a conflict between South Korea and North Korea, then it becomes of grave concern to China, because that might indeed draw in outside powers uh, the U.S. and even possibly Japan. I thought China would look at
0: Kim Jong-un as more as a uh, a loose cannon than anything, but obviously much tighter than that. Like, for example, if North Korea starts putting pressure on South Korea and starts creating conflict, we know what happened uh, just, you know, a couple of years ago with the, the button thing and, and whose is bigger and such. I mean, and as you said, that really elevated tensions in the world. Is that what China's looking for here? No,
1: I don't think, again... This is all opaque and the exact relationship between it's not a command and control relationship between China and North Korea, but it's actually a dependency relationship in a way that North Korea cannot ignore. Uh, There's sometimes no love lost between North Korea, historically, of course, between North Korea and China. And certainly Kim Jong-un was no favorite, unlike his father, no favorite in Beijing. Um, he was not permitted. He wasn't invited to Beijing for a long time. But then when the, when the negotiations with the U.S. started, he had several visits suddenly to Beijing, all very cordial. And he, uh, he rode his train across China to get to Vietnam uh, for the last failed summit with the U.S. China has to be very cautious in how they play this themselves. They do not object to having North Korea as being a concern for the West as being a concern for Japan, for South Korea, certainly for uh, keeping the whole West uneasy. And if they can use this relationship to help push American uh, troops out of South Korea, it, move their sphere of influence further into Asia, that suits them. But a, a, a shooting war with a nuclear—he's not a, he's not just a nuclear power, uh, North Korea. They have chemical and biological weapons. They have— standard artillery that could level Seoul and kill a lot of Americans in the process. So this is this is always an opaque and delicate relationship between China and North Korea. Uh, the Chinese would not be happy to have a hot war on their border at this time. So with the, the
0: destruction of this latest uh, building in the demilitarized zone, how does South Korea react to that? What happens next?
1: Well, What they've done is gone onto a higher level of military alert. They've activated their, again, they, they've, got, they've been dealing with this for a long time, as you pointed out. They have a standard kind of um, military escalation response. They are uh, watching what haps, happens next. I've always said, uh, if you really want to understand North Korea, go ask the South Koreans. You can't ask the Chinese. They won't tell you. So the ones who understand the North Koreans the best in terms of our interest are the South Koreans. And they have tried mightily now under this leadership of President Moon to create a, a friendly atmosphere for dealing with the, South, or with the North to try to bring them into the fold. And now that that has literally been blown up, uh, they are back onto their military readiness, military preparedness, mm. uh, military and intelligence um, uh, activities to see what comes next. And what comes next is really now in North Korea's court. Elliot Tepper has been with us, emeritus professor of political
0: science, Carleton University. Always fascinating, Elliot. Thanks so much for the time. Be well.
1: And to you and every everybody listening, stay well, stay home, stay apart, enjoy the summer. Take care, Elliot.
0: The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on nine hundred CHML.